Hello, everybody. Welcome back or welcome to the Earth Decor podcast. Thank you so much for volunteering your time to, to hang out with me through this. So today's episode um, is just going to be me. Uh, so you're just hanging out with me today and we're going to be talking about books. So March 4th was World Book Day. I think books are pretty important. So I thought I'd be topical. Now, the school I work at has asked us to make this like book journey. So um, every sort of stage of your life where they, they broke down um, our lives into stages, so like childhood, adolescence, um, adulthood, future for some reason, and they asked us to share to the kids what books do we enjoy during that time. So I thought I'd, I'd do similar. Um, I broke things down, and then I'll just talk about sort of how, how I read during this time um, and what books really jumped out out of me. So let's uh let's talk some books here now starting i guess with my childhood before i could read books were pretty big i would say in uh in my house we went to the library a lot and there's there's just a lot of reading uh, a lot of a lot of picture books um my mom would always read to my brother and i so we had like reading before bed or whatever um that's how i got through like all the narnia books or most of the narnia books i finished them as a when i was older uh, my mom liked reading to me so much that she actually like made a cassette tape um, of her reading a book, I believe a book on like Thomas the Tank Engine, and uh, I could listen to that. So I, I really should find that tape. It's pretty pretty cool uh, that she did that. But um, there's just a lot of reading uh, to us. Um, my grandma liked to read to us. And I definitely think some of my favorite books, while I could not read, um, we're like, there's a monster at the end of this book, uh, which is Book of Grover. Um, and the whole time he's, he's telling you to not turn the page. There's a, there's a monster at the end of this book. Uh, don't do it. Don't turn the page. And he like bricks, um, the page and like puts, puts up boards up and stuff like that and gets more and more like uncomfortable and unsettled and like scared as you go through the book. And then you get to the last page and it's just Grover. And it's like, oh. I'm the monster at the end of this book, and uh, I definitely, I love that type of humor now, um, so I don't know, maybe I loved it back then. Uh, there's the, like, the give a mouse a cookie book, um, so if you give a mouse a cookie, it's going to ask for some milk, uh, absolute banger, and the whole book is just about the mouse asking for more and more and more, um, and I use that phrase a lot, I think, uh, at, least, at least personally, like, if someone asks for something, I'll always be like, man, if you give a mouse a cookie. Um, there's Robert Munch books, and Robert Munch is a Canadian author um, who writes absolutely insanely funny books. Um, he's very, very much manic energy, and his books have that same energy. Um, it was absolute scandal when, when he came out as having been doing a lot of drugs. Uh, but also, if you've ever read a Robert Munch book, you should probably expect that. Um, once I started reading, so this would be like early elementary school, I definitely read a lot. So it was in grade three, I think, uh, Mrs. Sutherland. She had this like competition where um, you go home, if you read like a chapter or I think for like 10 minutes, you got like a little star. And after like 30 stars or something, you um, you get a prize or something like that. It was, uh, it was pretty, pretty meaningless. It was very like ex extrinsically motivated. Um, but I remember like for the first little bit of the year, I just read like for the one chapter a night and I was like, oh, that's all we're allowed to do. 
And then I remember one day, like, finding out I could read more than one chapter a night, and I could, like, get the prize faster. Um, so I, I'd be, like, crushing the books. Um, and we had lots of, like, Star Wars books around, lots of Pokemon books around, like, any books that we were really interested in, um, we had around. And, like, at this time, I was reading lots of, like, the Boxcar Children, which is, uh, I believe they're American series, um, and they're all just sort of mysteries about some kids who live in a boxcar, um, like the train train car. But yeah, good times. Uh, gro- going through elementary school, of course, there's like the Narnia series. In grade five, my teacher, Mr. Goodfellow, read the book Hatchet, um, which is really good. It's about a young, young man. I believe his name is Brian. Uh, great research I did before this episode. And he gets caught in a plane crash and he's stranded in the wilderness. Um, and he has to survive, and they end up writing, like, a trilogy about it. Um, the author is really good. Everything that, like, Brian does in the book, he, like, tried. Um, so everything feels very real. Like, whenever there was a mistake, you know, it's like, okay, he, yeah, he, he made that mistake. Another, I guess, sort of getting into later to mid-elementary school, um, I remember our librarian, uh, Ms. Kowalski, she suggested an author to me, Gordon Corman. I probably read all of his stuff. Um, at this point, he's, he's really funny. Um, he's a very comedic author. So like the McDonald Hall series was very funny. And that's about like a, a boarding school just outside of Toronto. But then he wrote some like really good, um, like action drama books. Like, uh, he had the on the run series and the series, uh, called the Island series where a bunch of kids get stranded on a deserted Island. He had the Everest series. So it's about a bunch of kids like climbing Everest. And then like the dive series where a bunch of kids are like, divers for some reason i don't know the motivation for any of those but uh they were really entertaining as kids or as as a kid and like as a kid you could probably call me a total total bookworm um i read so much i really enjoyed it um i enjoyed like during grade three i had to read out loud i enjoyed doing that um i did i did terribly on spelling tests but i really loved reading and up until like sort of grade five, six, um, I think I did a decent amount of reading in like grade seven and eight. But when I when I got to being like a teenager or when I got to um, like high school, I don't remember reading that much in my personal time. Now, Mrs. Zabarischuk read to us or during class for like the first 15 minutes of class. And that was probably the most like reading I was involved with. Um, I know outside of school, I read like The Hunger Games. Um, and I absolutely like demolished those books as soon as, as soon as I got my hands on them, I just absolutely killed them. Um, but like, otherwise in, in high school, I was just kind of, I don't know, I was more interested in video games and TV. Um, but some of the books that stood out to me, the ones that I had to read for school. So the secret lives of Sergeant John Wilson, and, uh, that's about a really crooked RCMP officer in, uh, Saskatchewan's history. Um, I believe he murdered someone and like hid their body in a culvert. He had two families on the go, stuff like that. Um, I remember reading To Kill a Mockingbird, and honestly, I don't know why that book's still in schools. I think everyone's like, oh, it shows uh, like, you know, people can get along from other races, um, but it's it's really a white white um, white savior narrative. Teachers, I, I remember being in a classroom during my, my, like, one of my placements, and the teacher's reading this book, and, of course, the book has the N-word in it. She's, she's reading this, she's, like, putting on these voices, 
And she's like full selling the N-word and just looking around at the class and, and there are some students of color in the class and you could just see them like shifting, um, shifting their seats. And not, not that it didn't make the other students uncomfortable as well, but uh, I just don't think that word has a place in the classroom and I don't think that book has a place in, uh, in the classroom anymore. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad book. I think it's a really good like period piece. But at the same time, there's other books that um, do the same job. And I'd much rather have a book about um, a, a minority person or a person of color, you know, taking their place in society and standing up to society, not uh, a person of color needing a, a white uh, man, uh, in the case of To Kill a Mockingbird, to step in and, and save them, right? I just don't think it, it paints a good image. It gives... It really has that undertone narrative of um, the people of color only have agency because Atticus gave it to them, right? Um, so they don't have, in, in the book's narrative and all sort of white savior narratives, you, you kind of run across that, sim, that um, idea that people of color need generally a white person to help them when, hey, I don't I don't think that's true. And I don't think that sets a good um, standard or a good, good idea for uh, students. So again, I, I don't know if I go so far as ban it from the school library, but um, I think as teachers, we should be looking looking away from that book. Of course, high school is my first sort of um, intro to, to ha um, Shakespeare. So like you read Romeo and Juliet. I remember reading Hamlet, Macbeth. Actually, I don't hate Shakespeare. Those aren't my favorite Shakespeare's at all. That would be like much ado about nothing, something like that, but um, don't hate them. Um, I just think, and, and again, uh, same with To Kill a Mockingbird, I don't think those are good intros to liter literacy. Like, I don't know. Um, the average person does not need to know Shakespeare, right? All the stories have been retold in other ways. Instead of watching Hamlet, make them, or instead of reading Hamlet, make them watch The Lion King, for all that matters. Romeo and Juliet, like how many different star-crossed lovers narratives are there? Including the Hunger Games, which literally calls it calls um, the characters call themselves out as star-crossed lovers, or the uh, the book calls them out as star-crossed lovers. Macbeth, I don't know. I guess if you're Scottish, again, it's it's, it's a book. Um, those plots have been reused, and so much of the nuance of Shakespeare's language is lost on high school kids. That I just don't think it makes sense. Um, and not being said that they can't appreciate it, and I'm sure they can, and I, I'm sure I did to a degree. Um, I think that English classes in the um, in K K to twelve education should be really built up to make kids love reading, uh, and to make them into and and the curriculum is all about making lifelong learners, um, which I I think includes lifelong readers. And uh, if you sit a kid down with Hamlet, and they just absolutely don't care. Like, first of all, they don't understand the language and they, they need a second page to uh, to tell them what's actually saying. And secondly, I don't think it's all that interesting. Though being able to watch a recording of Hamlet with Benedict Cumberbatch playing him, absolute banger of a good time. Otherwise, uh, another novel that really jumped out at me was uh, Lord of the Flies. I I don't know if I'd, I'd read it and enjoy it now. Enjoyed it at the time. I thought it was pretty, pretty novel. We had some good conversations uh, in the class. But also, like, I, I guess the class I was in didn't really care. Um, so I was, like, pretty, pretty uh, the keener in the group. And therefore, I, I got to have a lot of that, like, direct conversation with, uh, with the teacher. Um, and she, she actually wrote in, in my little, like, 
thing at the end of uh end of grade twelve that I could I could teach her class anytime. And she did actually make true to that promise. I did suffer her uh, at least once. Once once we got to uh, once I got to university, again my my reading was very much tied to classes. Um, so I I had an English minor. Um, I mean I was taking a good amount of English classes. So a lot more Shakespeare. Um, a lot more sort of maybe modern um, Canadian Canadian literature, and then a lot of really old literature. I remember first year reading Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and uh, and falling asleep um, on my bed and I lived in a dorm room and my, my roommate Shiv was around and uh, pretty sure he laughed at me and took a bunch of pictures. It was pretty funny. Again, I, I don't think Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is a, is a bad book, but I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a good book. I would say it's like the twilight of Mary Shelley's era. This, this whole podcast is becoming hot takes of me about books. Shakespeare, we got to read the uh, the more of Venice, um, which is arguably my favorite Shakespeare of all time. Um, it has Iago, and he's just an absolute troll. If uh, if Fortune was a character, it'd be Iago, and he's just uh, he's just messing with everyone. And I really enjoyed that. Probably one of my favorite English classes I took in university was a uh, children's literacy, and we just read a bunch of children's books. They were all mostly short stories. Um, but they're all very interesting and thinking of them with that meta idea of like what kids are trying to learn or what kids can learn out of them I think really opened up my eyes to like how interesting children's literature is and then uh, also like how entertaining it can be um, we read Alice in Wonderland that was a good time in that book or in that in that class um, another really fun class that stood out was uh, was a satire class now so here, here's the thing I took a class on comedies um, thinking like, oh, these will be actually funny. It turns out comedies, at least in, in Shakespearean era, were books that end with everyone, or stories that end with like everyone getting married. Um, so it was not funny. It was just like, at the end, everyone gets married. Every character gets married. I, and then I later took a, a satire class, which was actually funny. Um, so in that, I got to read Hard Times by Charles Dickens. And I, I actually really enjoyed that book. Um, he... The prof let me write a paper on like South Park and the use of uh, certain characters like these one note um, comedic characters and how they changed from like hard times. And then I picked uh, another novel that we read in class that was more modern. Um, I had the same thing and um, then I picked like South Park. I just see the progression of these characters and I was really just hoping to write about South Park and like leave the hard times to the side. And then I ended up getting like super into hard times and uh, writing about the character of Banderby, um, which was actually a lot of fun. And uh, I really, really liked that essay. I, I think it, I think it was a good read. I think it was some of my best work. Um, I took a class on uh, the language of like defiance. Um, and one of the, I, and I would say that was the strangest class I ever took. Um, it's all Middle English, and I've never taken Middle English before. So reading um, stuff that was like in English. But not in English as we speak it. And it was really fun. Um, Pierce Plowman, absolute uh, banger out of that class. Um, big uh, big communist manifesto out of Pierce, but no one actually knows what it means. And there's like three different um, editions, and each of them you can like pull a different thing out of. Um, there's a book of Marjorie Kemp, um, who is an anchorite, and this is the the world's um, or the first at least English autobiography. It was very strange. So anchorites in in general. Um, they were like sort of superheroes at that time or like celebrities and they were religious people who they would live in, in a, a chapel or a church or something 
and they would wall them in. Um, so they would wall them into a certain place of the building, and their job was just to like pray. Uh, they were often women, and they often like pass letters um, between one another. And uh, Marjorie Kemp, her sort of religious story starts. Um, she had a baby, then she had a bunch of fever dreams where um, she thought Jesus, like literally Jesus, was her husband. Um, and I don't want to go too much into it, um, but there is sex scenes with Jesus. And I'll leave it at there. Probably my favorite book out of this university era, and probably one of my favorite books of all time I got to read, um, and that's Oryx and Crake. And that's just a book about, um, it's really a parody of, of right now. So science and capitalism have gone too far, and uh, you see the fallout of that. And it, it's really, really funny. Um, there's a bunch of like GMO animals that are all essentially puns. And they're all named after puns. All these like brands that have taken over the world, which is all puns and all around really good time with that. On to uh, my post-university age, or really this age could have started um, when I started my education degree as uh, all of a sudden I had so much extra time uh, um, to do some reading. And I, and I did do like a teaching English class. And I did some readings out of that um, class, but None of them really jumped to mind. We had to do, we had to buy a book and make like a report on it. And I did something about um, bedtime stories for like rebel girls, which is actually really cool. Um, and for that assignment, I made like wanted posters for the different like strong independent women in that book, which I found cool. Um, but sort of this time, I read stuff. Um, There's lots of mindset based stuff. I, I started reading um, nonfiction, which is a big, big step for me. Um, I guess, I don't know, up until then, I'd always just read fiction. I've always sort of read for entertainment. At this time, I was like, you know, I could I could read and learn something. And this is where I started falling in love with, like, biographies and autobiographies. Um, so the astronaut got An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth by Chris Hadfield, um, who's a Canadian astronaut. And the, I think, to this date, only Canadian to be the commander of the ISS. Really, really good book. And, and it's really just cool to see that, like, this hyper-competitive guy, because all, all astronauts are hyper-competitive, um, went into space and just, like, instantly got humbled. Um, and just sort of his, his rules rules of life, um, which are really, really just very simple and really applicable. Some books that I, I read and I really enjoy is uh, Cal Newport's work. So Cal Newport's all about um, productivity. And the first book I read by him is called Deep Work, and it's all about sort of structuring your day or structuring your, your work. Um, so that you can have un, unbothered focus um, and therefore you can be more productive. So instead of like checking your emails 50 times a day, you can just sort of sit down and, and do your work and you can achieve that flow state. And he's, his book's all just about how to achieve flow state and why you should. Um, he also wrote a book called Digital Minimalism, which talks about like how much time we are wasting through social media and stuff like that and how like getting rid of social media will just um, not necessarily like make your life, um, but it's not like using social media makes your life bad as a please listen to this podcast. You can minimize that or completely remove your social media and all of a sudden you just have like so much extra time um, because of all these like little micro cosms of time that we lose to social media and even just the power of being bored. So now when, when you stand in line at a supermarket, you instantly pull out your phone and that's, or at least that's what I do. And my brain never just has time to like sit and idle and 
think up anything. And I think we lose a lot of creativity like that. We're always trying to um, fill our eye holes and ear holes with like information or content that others make um, instead of just like letting our brains play. That makes sense. Um, I read How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. That was a uh, big in turning me into a vegan. Um, as I figured out or learned through that book that um, beet not only wasn't needed, um, but it wasn't necessarily the best for you. Um, heart disease sort of runs in my family. Well, I'm the only one who runs in my family, but uh, heart disease also, I guess, does. So I was like, oh, I, I want to avoid that. One of my favorite, I guess, like fiction books um, that I've read is iRobot. That book was just absolutely fantastic. It's all, all just a bunch of mysteries. Um, so you're given these short little stories and robots will do something in the story that um, seems to contradict the three rules of robotics, which the, the book makes very clear. And then the characters and you have to figure out like how this rule follows the three rules of robotics um, because those cannot be broken. Currently, as, as I'm sitting in my room, I literally have a stack of books that goes from my like bed table to almost my window. I haven't read the majority of them, though lots of them are cookbooks um, and you don't really like sit down and read a cookbook, so that's fair. But uh, I have a lot of books that I want to read, both like personally and I guess professionally. So some are books about like being a better teacher or teaching better in the English school system. Um, and then some are just entertaining or books that sound entertaining. I have a book that I've started and read most of it. And it's all just about these like crazy stories of like absolutely insane cyclists. So cyclists like breaking their ribs and like continuing to race, uh, which sounds super metal. So I was, I was quite into that. But uh, otherwise, I don't think I prioritize reading that much anymore, which is probably too bad. Uh, and probably some goal I'm going to gonna start soon is prioritizing reading books. Even if I just do like 10 pages a day, I think that would make me quite a bit happier. So in closing, um, these are just some of the books in my life and some of my, my sort of reading journey and uh, what I enjoy, what, uh, what I'm going towards. In the future, I'm probably going to read a lot more like biographies, autobiographies, because I, I think um, they really toe the line between entertainment and education. And I'm all about that edutainment stuff. Um, if you listen to anything I talk about, like what I'm watching, what I'm talking about, um, I guess besides like anime or whatever, um, it's usually some sort of educational topic. Till next week, I, I hope you enjoyed this more like chill episode. Um, tell me what books that you've liked. Tell me what books that you know I've read and talked about, but you've forgotten. Some of these books I intentionally left out, like the rest of the Oryx and Craig trilogy, because it doesn't exist to me. I'm sure there's some books that I missed and some sort of fun stories that I missed about books. Anyways, uh, until then, don't do anything I wouldn't do or haven't done. I want to see you all here next week. Goodbye.